It's Crown Corner. Willie P. here with you as we get you ready for one of the biggest weekends, I think, from Charlotte FC's perspective that they've had in their young history, not just with the first team, part of their playoff push, but Crown Legacy themselves, the reserve team, in the postseason as well. We're going to do something a little different with this edition of the podcast. I had a chance to talk with Crown Legacy head coach Jose Tavares in advance of the Sunday contest for Crown Legacy in the Eastern Conference semis. They take on Columbus Crew 2 in a very interesting scenario for Crown Legacy. Because they are the top seed, not only do they get home field advantage, but in this particular round, they got to choose their opponent. And so they decided, in fact, to go with the higher seeded team and the defending champs from a year ago. We'll ask him about that, but I wanted to start with Jose by asking him the question about just how unique this postseason is overall, the postseason experience, I should say that is. Uh, he had his upbringing at the Porto Academy in Portugal, and he says to me that this experience is not too dissimilar to what he grew up with in the land of coaching. It's not that different. Why? For example, overseas we play regular season and then sometimes cups and cups. And the uh, European Championship is always like this. So we have moments that it's a, or you win or you are out. So on this moment, ending of the regular season, we're okay. And then playoffs. So it's about going for a, a semifinal on the playoffs. So we need to make sure that we are ready for it. We had a chance to talk to uh, Chituro um, on our pregame show yesterday. Uh, fascinating gentleman. Uh, what has he meant to your goalkeeper room? And, uh, I know you got a bit of a decision to make between him and Isaac going in. I know you've played both of those guys down the stretch. What what has he been as an infusion to your goalkeeper room? Uh, first, the decision is not between them only. We have Russell as well with us, and uh, he's able to play. And um, uh, Shitoro was like a great addition for the club because we are always looking for talented players. And he's a goalkeeper full of talents. And so to be with a national team as well in, in some moments. So it's something that we are proud of our uh, way of working here. So we are always looking for the opportunity to have um, the better players possible here with us. But then on Sunday, he's going to play the, the, the one that we think that is the best one for the moment, for that game. And uh, for sure, it's going to be ready. What? did JP do to you in your mind to get the kind of honor that he did from the league in terms of being part of the, the best 11? What, what did what stood out to you in your mind in terms of what he did with his game over the course of this season? Um, two situations for me. Um, the first one is I'm really happy for JP because for sure he's one of the most talented players on the league. He's a Brazilian player that played for the, his national team. And he accepted the challenge to be here with us. And he proved on an humble way during the season that uh, his talent is amazing. He can play different positions. He's like uh, much better now as a defender. With the ball, he can create so many opportunities by passing, by assisting, by creating things on the field. So I'm really happy for him. And we are happy as a club to have a player on that uh, selection. On the other hand... We believe that we could have more players on the 
on those awards. And it's something that we need to respect the, the, the voting, but we strongly believe that we could have more players on the, on the first eleven for sure. I, I was going to uh, get to that, but I'm glad you referenced it. D- does that give your guys an additional level of an edge uh, going into this postseason, knowing that uh, th- there might be a, a bit of disrespect coming from uh, from the central office and uh, and those who've watched your team play over the season and win an Eastern Conference crown? No disrespect. No disrespect at all. No, we don't feel like that. We we strongly believe that we don't play for the awards. Okay, we, we play to develop the talent we have, to create a culture, uh, to defend our identity, and for our players to be prepared to, uh, to fight for the first team. And when they are, uh, when they are not with the first team, to play with Crown Legacy and to show the talents and fight for the club. The awards are something extra and that are on the outside. For sure, we are aware of the talents on the league, what is going on, so many things that happen, so many games. And the, the criteria for those awards are not ours. And we cannot control. We don't feel disrespected. We just feel that we have uh, players with enough quality and talent to be there as well. So we are okay with that. We don't lose our our time thinking about that because our players are so humble and they are um, understanding that it's out of their control. So we move on easily on that one. Understand it. Um, in terms of the... Uh, the players that you've gotten a chance to coach over the course of the full season, who do you think has made the biggest growth and biggest jumps over the course of the season in your mind? For sure. Um, it's not fair if we speak like individual players, but um, the players that have more minutes here, the players that got more opportunity on the first team, actually playing for the first team and uh, making winners over there, spending time with the first team on games like Andrew previous down doing, like Patrick Ajema has done in the past, like Brendan Cambridge has done in the past. But at the same time, those players that are playing so many minutes, like JP, for example, okay, like Isaac and Chitur, they came now on the on the club, but it's showing that it can be from a great value. So, for example, two goalkeepers. But then we have like Phil Mayaka that was here before. So, great midfielder here that was on the league before. Great season that he has done. Our captain, David Boreva, great season that he has done. Played so many minutes, scoring, assisting, so important on the team. But then, Yuri, for example, okay, a great player, great addition, like, uh, we call it here, like, as a joke, like, he's a unicorn here on the league. The profile is amazing. He can create so many things. He can assist, can score. He's unpredictable. So he's so creative. So he's like, amazing for the game here. But then, for example, Ninfashabesh Shimas. Okay, he was there not so many times because so many times he was like on the academy, playing for the academy or or national team. Uh, he was so important for us and he's developing his talent. Nick Scardin, for example, so many times was on the bench with the first team. Great season that he has done. And I can keep going. So it's easy to understand that the players that are in 28 games, we played with 28 different teams. So it means that... Uh, Everybody is important. Everybody got this opportunity. Even first team players played for us to get more minutes or to recover from injuries and the return of play. So we have so many experiences here. And at the end, how, what we have won a great amount of players that developed themselves to another level.
and we are happy for it. You mentioned in your Zoom with the league wanting this opportunity against Columbus for these young players. Um, does that mean you'd be more reticent to maybe take somebody who's kind of in that in-between area? I know Cambridge has kind of been training with the first team, but obviously uh, hasn't featured for them in a while. Does that mean you might be more inclined to uh, maybe not call some of those players down? Or are you going to ask uh, Christian for uh, maybe a couple of players to come down and help you guys out to try and get uh, some hardware in here? Um, first, the players that are available to play are already eligible. So everybody knows. And for example, first team players that didn't play more than five games, they are not eligible to play. So that's a rule here. But then we don't ask players to come to play for Crown Legacy. We as a club decide every single moment what are the best opportunities for those players. And we know that the priority is always the first team performances and results. And our first team is um, fighting for the playoffs. Yesterday, great game, great victory. And on Saturday, they will have again. So if Christian um, decides to have one, two, three, the amount of play that he wants to have with his team, we are going to be okay because then we have other ones to go for the opportunities. This is our way of living here and we prove that during the season and we are going for this one in the same way. Love talking to you, Jose. Good luck on Sunday, man. Appreciate you. Thank you, Will. Thank you. That's Crown Legacy head coach Jose Tavares again Sunday. Three o'clock is the start time as Crown Legacy take on Columbus Crew 2. We welcome in Jessica Charman now. And Jess, uh, I know we had a chance to talk with Crown Legacy goalkeeper Chaturo Adunze on Wednesday. Also had an opportunity to see this team throughout the season. It's a great culmination, but uh, now they uh, are counting for a lot more, obviously, with this Eastern Conference semifinal and MLS Next Pro. And I think we're both very curious to see how Crown Legacy shows up and proves themselves here. Yeah, I think MLS Next Pro has done a really interesting dynamic with the pick your own opponent, right? Where you actually put some pressure on the favorites because they have to walk the walk now, right? They make a selection, they pick the team, and in this case, Columbus Crew 2, and they say, hey, we think you are the best opponent for us to get through into the next round and obviously the coaches don't say that they say a lot of respect but everybody knows why you pick that team because you feel like you have a good opportunity against them against the Columbus crew too this season have been really interesting and I think it's a good matchup for the crown anytime they play at home we know there's been a great support and hopefully people will be able to attend the match and make sure it has an incredible home environment for the guys but this season it kind of mirrors MLS where look being the top of the east is great you get the priority you get the buy you get to pick your opponent here but what does it truly mean without winning the MLS Next Pro Cup not as much as you'd like it to so really important to pick up a result on Sunday and continue what's been an incredible first season yeah Joel Pedro gets the MLS best 11 uh, honoree um of course, from uh, Jose Tavares' perspective, he said it in our conversation that uh, he thought that maybe others could deserve the action, but uh, says he's not playing the disrespect card in the training room. Also, potential goalkeeper uh, selection there between Adunze and the MLS Goalie Wars winner, Isaac Walker. Of course, the game we'll be calling tomorrow night, Charlotte FC and Chicago Fire. Big, big one for Charlotte. Uh, basically, night one of the four-pronged MLS playoff push for them goes to the crown 3-0 they beat Toronto what'd you like in this contest I think it uh getting a cruise control type result I think something the uh, the doctor ordered for Charlotte yeah the putting the game to bed was obviously the highlight where you get the 3-0 lead within the first hour of the match and you're able to make substitutions you're able to rest legs in a way I don't think you've been able to do in any victory this season in the same capacity 
it felt very smooth. Obviously, we know Toronto's in the position that they're in because they aren't a high-quality team, but that doesn't mean that the defence weren't worked in different ways too and to get the clean sheet with a couple of really good saves from Kalina is always a beautiful thing for the back line as well. So, great performance, but I know the focus in the locker room now is going to be to have short-term memories, to take the positive mental reward of getting that victory, but they know that that one victory standing on its own isn't enough to make the playoffs. They're going to have to get a result against Chicago again. One more long-term memory before we focus primarily on tomorrow night. Uh, of course, Charlotte FC's playoff push a year ago involved the visit to Chicago. I asked Chris Latanzio, is it good to have that muscle memory? He said, yes, definitely. A lot of the existing players will remember that trip. I don't know if they'll want the same kind of result, having to come from 2-0 down at halftime and win 3-2. But uh, there is at least that particular uh, memory in their minds of getting a victory on the road in a playoff push. But obviously, uh, the stakes, while they're all the same I feel like a lot of the faces and names are a lot different in terms of the higher end players on this team they are and even if you look closer memory to Chicago where Brandon Cambridge had to come on and be the superstar that revitalized the side and fought back for a victory as well right so it's really interesting how these Chicago battles seem to always be tough that we make them maybe more difficult for ourselves from the start and there's a Chicago team that's really flying high after a 4-1 victory against Inter Miami we know that Inter Miami was a little different to the Inter Miami that we've seen success with and coming back to fight for a playoff push but at the end of the day four goals in front of a home crowd 60 plus thousand people at Chicago to watch that one gives them some momentum rolling in find it interesting with Chicago's attack they've got three capable options up top with Kutsius who they've shown from Greece the former teammate of Karol Svidersky uh, Kai Kamara the ageless one whose next goal will put him at second in the MLS all-time lead with Landon Donovan right behind Wando and then the one that's been the thorn in Charlotte's side and Kasper Shabilka who's got three goals against Charlotte in his time uh, I wonder what uh, Frank Klopas is going to do from that attack standpoint because it feels like all three of these particular battles uh, in terms of these guys, in terms of a choice, I should say, uh, they can hurt you in very different ways. And he's used almost all of them kind of interchangeably. Yeah. And I think that's what makes Chicago's attack kind of special, right? The fact that they do have that ability to diversify it so much. When we think back to Shabilko and the goals that he scored, a lot of that's been running through our back line, quite direct play, physical play, speed, and then really good finishes. We know that Charlotte, has struggled a little bit with those breakaways, those counterattacks this season because they're pinched in fullbacks. So it'll be interesting to see who they feel like stylistically matches up best against Charlotte. The biggest part as well for the crown to think about is the fact that they're always going to have fresh legs and attacking forces coming off the bench, which is, I think, why that statement of putting a game to bed is so important against a team like Chicago that has different dynamic forwards that they can put into the match. And with Messi's inversion into the league, uh, Jordan Shakiri is no longer the uh, all-time leader in MLS salary at $8.1 million. Uh, Messi's got him beat by about uh, $46 million. So at least that particular uh, monkey is off the back for Shakiri. But five goals, five assists, 26 games. Is it still fair to call him a disappointment? I know he had a brace on Wednesday against Miami, an assist game before that. But before that, seven games without a goal contribution. Well, I think the difference between the impact of Messi and Shaqiri, other than the whole quality gap, obviously, I'm not trying to compare the two, but is that Shaqiri is a good individual player, but he doesn't raise his teammates in the same way as Messi does, right? You see Messi coming into this into Miami side and players that have been playing maybe at sixes turn into eights, turns into nines. Shaqiri doesn't have that same ability. So he's a great player, 
but he could only do so much individually. I think he's a player that has a point to prove. You heard in his post-game comments talking about how, look, all these fans have come out for Messi, but we hope we show them now what we can do in our home and to hopefully get more fans in there. And I think he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he hasn't performed in the way that maybe he would like to. But we know if you take an eye off him, give him too much space, he's still got a lot of ability to punish. So it's not a player I would really want to leave unmarked during a match. A couple more on Charlotte before we get on out of here. Charlotte had, for just the seventh time in 38 games, all three DPs on the field from the start, and I think they all played their collective best games together. I know Capetti lacked everything but the final product. Svidersky gets a brace because of the two penalty goals, and I think that's the best we've seen Juzviak play since May. How good of a sign is that for Charlotte? Yeah, really good. And as we talk about in MLS, a league where MLS Cup gets a lot more uh, plaudits than winning a supporter shield, it's really about getting hot at the right time. It's about connecting at the right time and being able to perform in the knockout stages. So right now, form is improving and talent is improving. The connectivity is good. Just look at the disallowed goal for offside on Brad Bronico. That was the biggest like connecting goal, the most beautiful team goal we've seen in a long time. Obviously, it didn't count, but you still take praise from that. So it's a good sign that all these guys are on the same page and clicking, but now they have to do it consistently, which has been the big question mark over this side this season. Yara Oranen apparently avoided major injury, according to Christian Latanzio. Says he's available for selection this weekend. Did come off early, and they went with the burn and... Jalen Lindsay combination at fullback. Do you feel like they go back to Yera or do you think that he exercises some caution going into Saturday? I'm interested to see which way they go. I don't think Jalen did anything wrong. And I think we've seen that Nathan Byrne is available to play on both sides. He's a very versatile fullback. That being said, I think Uronen brings something slightly different with his overlapping, with his confidence and with his experience that if he's available to select in a must-win game, I don't think you can truly have one eye on the next game, particularly with there being that almost a week layoff until the next game against into Miami midweek. Yeah, they don't play for 11 days beyond Saturday. Of course, the final two games of the season against Inter-Miami on the 18th. We don't know whether or not Carol Svodersky will feature in that first one. Christian Latanzio said that they know when he's going to leave. They know when he's coming back. It all depends on how Poland uses him. And, of course, with Lewandowski injured, he may end up staking to play a lot more minutes than he has in the recent past. Lastly, just was that Breck Diahare goal, the best quality goal we've seen scored by Charlotte FC in their young history? Because it was definitely one that I think caused both of us to just gasp when we saw it. Yeah, it's a world-class goal. And I think the fact that you saw Andrew Wiebe even say that he thinks that's the goal of the season in MLS is a huge, huge standpoint because we know that pained him to say. Should be a lot of fun on Saturday to see where Charlotte is going into the weekend. Charlotte and Chicago. Our coverage begins on the Charlotte FC radio network beginning at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. Hope you join us for that. If you can't listen to us on the radio, do so on the app and also follow along on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. Jess, safe ride. We will see what happens in the second city. Keeping fingers crossed. Take care, Will. Thank you so much for joining us on the Charlotte FC Radio Network.